Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua as we study Mesechus Yavamas Dafanun Beis. This is a uh, very fascinating Daf. We're actually finishing up the Parak of Rabbi Gamliel. Complicated, but I think we got down the basics. And uh, thank you very much for the feedback from last week. We really established some of the understandings of Fnei Matantara after Matantara. After the Shira, I had an opportunity to discuss it with uh, actually my Rebbe's son-in-law, and Rebbe Buckler, Ruben Buckler, who confirmed Baruch Hashem, our conclusions. What I want to do for this daf is explain a little bit of where Rav Huna and Rav are coming from. See, we have a number of situations here in the laws of Ishus. This is the introduction. We'll get into some of the details. Where the Chachamim come along and they give Malchus, which is called Machus Mardus. Now, typically, at least outside the realm of Ishus, although it's not exclusive to outside the realm of Ishus, but we very often associate the lack of Malchus with a lav she'inbo masa. So, for example, we're coming up to Shavuos. According to the Rambam, lo sachmot, which is the, of course, the tenth of the Aser Sadibros, does not get malchus because it's the lav she'inbo masa. Now, the Ravid asked a question on the Rambam because if you look into the Rambam, he says there is a misa. You have to do a lakicha. You have to take something away from a person. It's not just coveting conceptually. But the way my Rebbe explained this, and I heard this from Rav Rodenswag as well, but the Isser is still defined as a lav she'in masa because the Isser, as we know in the Torah, is not just lotachmon, but it's defined as lotis ave. In fact, the Ibn Ezra says that a person has to be in control of their emotions, especially when it comes to lotachmon. The Ibn Ezra says it's not yours. You should imagine that it's something totally distant from you. So that's a general application when we talk about alav she'in masa. The Chachamim will still come along and give malchus. It's very interesting that even when it comes to dibor, something like onas devarim or lashon hara, you'll see many Rishonim will bring down that alav she'in masa like that will still result in, or should result in, if we were functioning within the realm of real Bezdin, with a lav she'in masa, because it's still, at its essence, a prohibition. The different has bear, different explanations given of why it should apply. Now, we follow this view of Rabbi Akiva. A lot of what I'm discussing over here is in Masechus Makkas. I'm not giving all the quotes. You also have some of it in Daf, in Baba Metziah. That's the view of Rabbi Akiva. There are other Tanayim, and even Rishonim, actually, who would say that even a lav she'in Bomasa should get malchus. It's not the way that we paskin. So that's where you typically have the conversation. Bezras Hashem will have these discussions in future learning. That's really not what's happening on our daf. What's happening in our daf, and we've discussed some of this before, is that in the realm of Ishus, in the realm of marriage, and again, we include Yibam within that realm, when you look into the Rambam, you're going to find three main areas where these halakhas are going to be discussed. Obviously, Yibam the Chalitza, 
But very often what's is stated in Yibam Chalitza, there'll be a similar statement relating to classic Yishos in Hilchas Yishos of the Rambam, and sometimes even in Hilchas Yishos there'll be discussions of Yibam Chalitza. And then what's also a very important area is Hilchas Yisurei Bia. That ties into some of what we learned earlier in the Masechta, when you have the Shneos and you have the different Arayos and how that has an impact on Yibam. So what happens on the daf, I'm just going to give you two examples. You have Amar Avhuna, Mitzvah Yevama Mekadesh, Riachakach Boel. That you end up, as we've discussed, you're going to end up having a Mamar. Without that, it's possible that you could end up having a Makas Mardus. That's so important from the Chachamim. And then you have a bit later on, on the daf, the statement of Rav. And we're going to go through this statement of Rav. De Rav Mangidman. And he starts listing different things where different situations in Ishus where Rav felt there was a necessity to give Makas Mardus. And what I want to try to explain, besides going through some of the cases, just the basic understanding of the Gemara, is what Chazal were trying to accomplish with this Makos. It's not just the fact that they couldn't give you a malchus because there's no mice associated. We're dealing over here situations where there is a mice. So when it comes to mice, inbo mice, there's going to be one type of analysis. That's not what's happening here. In our Gemara, basically what's happening before we break it down, according to the Rambam and some of the other Rishonim, is they're trying to preserve something within Ishus. And that's what I want to try to define by looking through a few different Rambams where Marcus Mardus is applicable and his understanding of it. And hopefully we'll have a chance to look at some other Rishonim as well. The reason why this is halacha lamasa, not that I have to justify because it's in the Rambam, but it does have an impact on how we look at Ishus. You know, I'm at a lot of weddings these days. I'm actually recording part of the shir at a chasana. found a nice room. What's happening at a chasana? It's true, it's very romantic, but it's romantic not just because it's a Hollywood type of wedding. It's romantic because this is an exclusive relationship that has developed over time and there's a process. And there's obviously an accountability which reflects the sanctity of this encounter and as Rasa Hashem life together for this couple. I want to use something from the Rambam in outside of Ishus to explain what I believe is happening over here. You see, the Rambam in Hilchas Sanhedrin, and technically the Rambam's Hilchas Sanhedrin is actually not called Hilchas Sanhedrin. Hilchas Sanhedrin sounds like it's just the laws of a court. The Rambam calls it Hilchas Sanhedrin Va'onashin Hamasurim Lachem. It's the power and the authority to adjudicate and to issue justice and judgments. And in Perichaf Dalit of the Rambam, which I'll still call it Hilchas Sanhedrin, because that's how we usually refer to it, Halacha Hey, the Rambam says, and he's focusing here on Arayas, if someone has a, rep, a reputation for Arayos. And he goes on to explain that there's a rumor that has legs to it, and it's a consistent rumor, then you are able to give this person Malchus Maritus, which is incredible. 
you're at least able to give this person some whippings. Now, the bottom line is, as the Rambam establishes there, and we don't have time now to go into all the details, the number of Malchus ends up being at the discretion of the Bezdin. So sometimes it could be used, it sounds like somewhat of a warning. In our situation that we're dealing with on our daf, and most of the situations that I'm going to show you in the Rambam, we're not operating just with a rumor. We're operating with factually. This person got married without X, or he did this without that. These are the statements that you have from Rav. Rav Mangit, Mandamakadesh Babia. Remember, Kiddushin could be, we've seen this earlier. Kesef Shtar Bia, this guy chooses Bia. Umandamakadesh Bashuka, he does the Kiddushin in the Shuk publicly. It's very interesting. Now, I don't think if somebody does a Kiddushin today, in, uh, on Facebook, it's going to be Bashuka, but it does seem to be somewhat inconsistent with the law. It's supposed to be a private thing, remember, unlike the way it was done before Sinai. Uman de Mekadish We explain this as well, that, that there's a process. Just like Chazal, the Torah instituted Kiddushin. We discussed this last week. It used to just be random before Matan Torah, well, now Chazal come along and they copy the facsimile of what the Torah did and they add Shiduchin to it. And he discusses other things as well on this daf. I'm focusing more on the marriage side, not on the divorce side. So these are more than just rumors. So rumors in Hilchah Sanhedrin, that they have a power to do so. Now, I do think Halacha Lamasa, even though it's not really Halacha Lamasa today, that even in these situations, the amount of the lashes is going to be left up to Chazal. You see, in a general situation of Malchus, definitely on a Torah law, we're giving 39 lashes that are imposed. There are such a times it's going to be less. The person can't handle it. This is, is more, I want to, don't want to call it symbolic, but it's up to the discretion of the Bezdin. You can start to get a sense of why today we are not going to uh, allow a Bezdin to do this. In Hilchas Yibam Mechalitza, Bez, Bez, we're looking with the Rambam. So the Rambam over here, in discussing Marcus Mardus, is in a case of what is parallel to Kiddushin. Kishem Shem Mechadish is Yivamto, Kachu, Mavarech, Birchas, Nisu, and Basara, we discussed that, Vimbal Yivamto, Flo Asaba Mamar Kana Kenyan Gamor. There's absolutely no problem with the Kenyan. As we discussed last week, is a full Kenyan. You don't have to go back because you had the Be'ila. But afterwards, you get beat. And you have to write a Ksuba for her, which we're not going to discuss uh, today, where that Ksuba comes from. I just want to mention parenthetically that in the in-between period, she doesn't get a Ksuba which means while she's a Shemaris Yavam, and she actually could have her own possessions at that time, but the Ksuba should really be supported from the Ksuba of the first husband, but that's a much bigger discussion. But we're focusing here on the Makas Mardus. Now, the Makas Mardus here doesn't come with any reason. It seems that it would be just because of disobeying a rabbinic law. And that's what you really see spelled out in the Rambam Hilchus Ishus. Gimel Chafal of 321. So that's one time 
where it would take place. Now the Hagas HaMaimini's on Gimel 21, on Gimel Chafalaf and Hichas Ishush, says that it's a little bit strange that by the Yibum you would require it because he's really not doing anything wrong. He's doing a Bia. So he just didn't have a Kedushin. There's nothing inherently vile about it or preachistic about it as opposed to a situation where by Kedushin, and this is one of the Rav Mangas that we have where you could do Kedushin with a Bia, the reason why you wouldn't want to have Kedushin with a Bia according to the Hagasa Maimonis, and he's quoting here from Rabbeinu Tam, is Dahainu Pritsusa, because it's Pritsus, to bring Edom in, even if they're not directly there, but to be somehow close to a Maisabia, that would be terrible, because you know you need a Yichud, and especially according to the Rambam, where the Bia plays, as we discussed last week, such an important role. But over here, it is just an issue of a Dindra Abanan. We're not explaining necessarily why the Rabbanan imposed it, but that we've already discussed to somehow parallel a classic type of Ishus. So that's number one. What I wanted to show you is other ways that the Rambam discusses Marcus Mardus, where it's not only given to them by the Besdin because of a violation of a Dindra Abanan. And this is what he says on the Makadish below Shiduchin, which is our Gemara here as well, with the Rav Mangit. He says, And here he says specifically why. So again, a person has Kiddushin but doesn't have the Shiduchin getting to know, period, or does it uh, openly in the Shuk. And here the reason is, It's incredible. It gives the look that it's too random. It gives the look that there's not enough process, and that brings us back to the way things were before Matan Torah. And although technically it doesn't undermine the Kiddushin, it undermines the goal of the Kiddushin. So that is a second application. I'm going to give you a third. So again, one application of Marcus Mardus is just a violation of a Dindra You'd have to explain why the Dindra is there or just accept it. The second is because it's undermining what the Torah was trying to accomplish. So for that, Chazal were able to impose a Marcus Mardus. And the third application that I'll give a third reason, again, based on the specific application, is a Rambam that's found in Hilchus Yisuri Bia, Perak Aleph HaLochaches. And here he talks about if one has relations with someone who is not direct Arayas, but one of the, we call distant Arayas, one of the Shneos, and we discussed that earlier in the Masechta, then Makas Mardus Kedela Harchik Benavera if Chazal want to create boundaries and give Makas Mardus in order to scare people from Avera and add layers onto the Yisr, they would be allowed to as well. So again, the way we started this year is we generally think of Malkus in the situation of a Torah principle, and then you'd get Malkus, but if there's no Misa, and we Paskin like Rabbi Akiva, Chazal still want to show, the rabbi still wanted to show that there was a problem with the action, even though there was no Misa. But here we're specifically in the realm of Ishus and three different uh, 
reasons based on the specific applications. Have a great week of learning, a great Shavuos.